The scripture is in your bulletin, and I'll ask that you read along with me at this point. Before getting a beginning, I'll just say, I'm Jim Cook. I'm glad to be here and uh, sharing with you regarding the gifts of the Spirit this evening. 1 Corinthians. God's various gifts are handed out to everyone, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Let me read that again. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. I'm reading from the message. You'll recognize the, the tone here. And everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit to all kinds of people. And after that, maybe I should say thanks be to God. The variety is wonderful. I'll finish in a bit the scripture in your bulletin. But I'd like to begin by saying that oftentimes we light this candle. This is the Christ candle. It's sometimes called the spirit candle as well. And we ask that the spirit be here. Now I think we all feel that the spirit is always here but when we ask, what we're saying is, I need to connect with you, Spirit. Not, I'm needing you to be here. I need to recognize that you are here. And the Spirit gives all kinds of gifts. Wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, miraculous acts, 
proclamation. Distinguishing the spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. All gifts of the spirit. All the gifts have a common origin, but are handed out by one, that one spirit of God who decides what and when the gifts are given and when they're needed. So, <clears throat> when we say that we're asking for the Spirit, as I mentioned, what we're doing is actually reaching beyond where we are. We realize that our abilities are finite, and there are times in our lives when we need something more. And we can actually call on God to give us that something more. To share God's life with us. To share divinity. We call that prayer. So this evening, we're going to look at what one group experienced when they called upon the Spirit. And those people that we're looking at are the people who we call the Corinthians. There's a book in the Bible. There are two books in the Bible <laughs> about the Corinthians. Who were they? And uh, maybe exploring the city where they lived would help us learn more about how to understand them better. So, the city of Corinth was about 250,000 people. Is that about the size Gainesville is? In addition to those 250,000 people mixed into the population, was approximately 400,000 slaves. So we're looking at close to three quarters of a million people. A pretty big town then, probably a huge town then, and even today. So they were living in a crossroads. Their city was where lots of trade happened and lots of travelers were coming and going all the time. It was a chief city in Greece. Now we all know about Athens being probably the chiefest city, um, the university city. And the Corinthians were not a university town, but they were people who were interested in Greek philosophy and placed a high premium on wisdom. So 
Paul is writing to these people. They're people that he spent a long time with at an earlier date. He spent over a year setting up a church in that city. And um, Corinth was um, a city that desired to worship. They had um, probably 12 temples that we know of. One was a temple to Aphrodite, the goddess of love. The temple of Asclepius, the god of healing. A temple to Apollo, the sun god, and a synagogue. So the desire for worship was strong in the city. At the same time, the city had a reputation for being, uh, shall we say, freewheeling. The temple of Aphrodite at one time had a thousand prostitutes as part of the worship. To Corinthianize, was a term that was used during that time, and it meant to practice immorality. So starting a Christian church is not an easy thing to do in this busy city that pretty much depends on achieving human satisfaction, shall we say. Paul's ministry called him to move on after a while to uh, develop some other churches. And he was in Ephesus during the time that he got a letter from the Corinthians. Now, imagine yourself. You've spent maybe 18 months working with people, and you get a letter from them saying, I think everything you taught us has gone by the boards. I think the church is falling apart here in our city. Can you imagine what Paul felt and what he felt he had to say to the people who said, we need help. We don't know how to do this. So, Paul is writing to people saying, I hear you say you need help. Let me think of the ways that I can say to you, you have help. Let me remind you of some things. And let me have you think beyond where you may have thought before. So, he talks to them about spiritual gifts. And he says, the Spirit will work with you. You think your church is falling apart? Look to the Spirit. 
The spirit is active. The spirit will enable you to do the things that you need to do. He talked about making clear that spiritual gifts are gifts of God and used God and the Spirit interchangeably. And he said, you won't be able to become who you want to be in your church alone. But you aren't alone. So that begins the conversation. But how does it happen? The Christians in Corinth, the Christians in Gainesville, ask for help. That's the beginning to say, I can't do this by myself. So Paul tells them and us that the Spirit will provide help. When we admit that we're limited, that we need wise counsel, it's amazing how that counsel can come. It may come from scripture. It um, may have come for them by just beginning to talk to one another more by sharing with one another. What is your experience? Ah, yes, that makes sense. Well, now that I know that has happened to you, let me tell you some things that have happened to me. And we begin to grow a community together. And that's something we haven't had to this point. We've all been trying to do it by ourselves. So Paul's wise counsel comes to play. How do we do that in Gainesville? Do we do that here on Wednesday night? Do we do that in small groups? Do we do that in Sunday school? Do we do that in committees? Do we do that just by talking with one another? Maybe not in holy terms even. It may just be a delightful conversation that allows a person to feel free. So the community comes together. Have you heard the phrase, and this is a question that I know the answer for 90%, I know what it will be for you. I don't know how they do it without a church family, without a church community. 
Why do you say that? Because we live in a world where there are times when we don't know how we would do it, do we? If we didn't have this community. So Paul goes on to say, the Spirit will give you clear understanding in all situations. So, understanding in all situations may happen when uh, we accept others' expertise. Are you a bit farther along on this journey and can you speak from your understanding because of your training and experiences? Might be a question for another person. Simple trust. I can do this with the Spirit's help. It may not be easy, but it will be possible. A life experience for me when my mom was passing was moving from our home with my wife to my mom's home for the last 12 weeks. We did things that we never dreamed we could do. Looking back on those kinds of challenges that we had at that time helps us remember, yes, the Spirit was with us what we were doing was of the Spirit, and we accomplished things. And now, pretty much, we've learned, with God's help, we can do amazing things. That's a phrase that each one of us can use, I think, Living in the area that we live in here, um, healing the sick may be something that especially speaks to us as well. And didn't it speak to Jesus in his ministry? Probably the majority of his ministry was spent in healing. Healing Gifts from the hospitals, counselors, churches, synagogues, ministers, all healing in their way the general atmosphere of our, our city, our life. There are miraculous acts that Paul talked to them about. And those are the acts that, with the blessing of the Spirit, we can say, I can't explain it. I don't understand it. But I welcome it 
when it comes. And I pray for God's, the Spirit's, showing in powerful ways beyond explanation. Proclamation, another gift that Paul mentions, is why we come together every week here or on Sunday and seek to be led by our spiritual leaders with their reasoned direction and hope. Distinguishing between the spirits, this was going on in their community. It's probably going on with us too, when everybody has the answer, you know. Um, how do we know where to go, what to believe, how to act? Well, it helps if we have a community who will say to us, um, no, I don't think so. That's not quite the way it should be. But then if the spirit is the one that we are in tune with, we are able to say, for me, I can step back and walk through this and make my decisions as well. I don't have to depend on others' decisions, but I welcome the company, and I welcome the understanding. So Paul tells them that in chapter 12 that we're looking at in the scripture in Corinthians, he says, these are ways that the Spirit will speak to you but there's an even better way. And you know what he does, or what we have it as in Scripture that we know now, is the next chapter, chapter 13, the book of love. And he says, this is the most excellent way. And thank you for asking so that I can tell you this. Tongues and interpretation is another consideration when you're living in an area where people are coming and going, this is happening and that's happening. And there are lots of different beliefs going on. Interpretation is important and being able to understand what is being communicated is most important. So, Paul tells the church in Corinth and in Gainesville, each person is touched by God's Spirit, and we're given the mission to live into what will be the example of the community of love. Would you pray with me?
Dear God, we need your example. We thank you that you send your example in so many ways. In ways that we don't understand sometimes. In ways that take us up short sometimes. In communities that speak to us. In communities that allow us to be free, to be more who we are because of the friendships that we share. We thank you for the ability to be able to say, God, Spirit, I stand in awe and I need your help. These things we pray in your holy name. As we commit to doing those things that we can to live in the spirit of love, let's join in the wonderful communion time that we have in our services, the supper that we are invited to by the Lord. Thank you.